Thank you. Um, so, over Easter, for those that don't know, we had um, the great joy of going on holiday somewhere other than in the UK for the first time in a few years, uh, which was, you know, we'd, we'd forgotten all about the anxieties and the joys of going abroad. But we went to stay in a house in Jordan for a week, and we were staying on um, the plain of the Dead Sea about a few miles away from where um, archaeologists think Sodom and Gomorrah might have been. And we arrived in the airport about one o'clock in the morning, so it was, all, it was all dark, and we, the taxi driver said, we'll, in Arabic, we'll, we'll go on, the, on the, um, the interesting route, the route where you, can, you, can, you, you get a bit of a view. So we got to the top of Mount Nebo in the, in the taxi from the airport down to the Dead Sea, and, and I couldn't remember what I thought. I probably should know what Mount Nebo is because it's got loads of touristy things on it. So it's probably something biblical, but it's not ringing any bells. <laughs> but that was where Moses got to, as I looked the next morning when we woke up, to look down over the land of Israel so he could see the land of promise. So we got to the top and he could see lots of lights and then this big expanse of just dead nothing and then the lights of Israel in the background, and you could see, you know, so much of the land. It was, it was quite interesting that I think the taxi driver might have regretted that journey by the end of it, but it, it, it was, it was interesting to kind of go and see that and to show the kids the reality of Bible lands, you know, it sort of makes things a lot more real when you read about it and go, well, well actually it sort of does exist. We've been there. This is kind of what it looks like. And so it was, it was really interesting. But a couple of times we headed down to the Dead Sea. And that's, that's a picture of the, the Dead Sea from the Jordan side. So the first time we went, Joshua was the only one who'd been sensible enough to dash back indoors and put his swimming gear on. So we got down to the Dead Sea and Joshua says, well, I can go in because I've got my trunks on and the rest of us haven't because we've been out for the day doing other things. And he was really keen to do it. But but really anxious about doing it because we talked about what it might be like and how buoyant he might be. Um, so I said, well, you know, I'll roll up my shorts and we'll go in and we'll, we'll try. But, but he had to trust me. He got to trust me. He got, he got to trust that I would help him and not dunk him. This was not going to be a swimming pool experience. This was going to be sensible dad helping and, and he got to trust in me that what I told him about the Dead Sea was true, that he would float. It would feel a bit weird, but he would float. Um, so here we are. This is, this is Joshua learning to trust in dad that everything was going to be fine. So at first, you've just got to hold me, dad. Let me just feel what it's like. So just sort of hold him in the water so he can get a sense of what it's going to be like. And then I'm willing to lie down a little bit more. It's still feeling a bit weird. I'm a bit anxious. I'm, I, yeah, I'll lie down, but you've got to still have your hands on me. And then, yeah, no, I've taken my hands off. Yeah, I'm floating. I'm floating. And then actually, this is all right. I can do this. I can go off and I can sort of school round and I'm really floating and, and I've done it. 
So what have our holiday photos got to do? <laughs> Use with permission from Joshua. Thank you, Joshua. <laughs> what have our photos got to do with resting in God? Well, it struck me as we arrived at the Dead Sea that it, it sort of didn't look much different in terms of water to any other sea. You could sort of see as you swirled it, the way things hung in the water was different, more viscous. You could see that. Uh, and apart from the fact that everything around the Dead Sea was totally dead, there were no plants, it was just dead. <laughs> but it was very different when you got in the sea. Once you put your trust in the water that you could float, initially in the shallows it feels a bit different, but once you're out of the shallows and, and, and it's deep, you literally can't stand up. You have to float. You have to rest on the water. If you try and stand up, you get a very unpleasant sensation of lots of very, very, very salty water in your eyes and mouth because it just spins you around you can't, you just can't stand up it's very strange and quite an unpleasant experience if you do try <laughs> but in order to really appreciate it you've got to fully rest and relax on the water and when elaine and i had been thinking about um that on holiday elaine had thought actually there was quite a, a strong spiritual dimension to this that in order to fully rest in the Dead Sea, you'd, you'd, you'd got to let go of the side. You'd got to let go of dad. You'd, you'd got to let go of those people that might be supporting you. You've got to rest in the water on your own. Then in order to rest fully in God, we have to let go of some of the things that maybe we use to prop ourselves up and rest on him. So when Andrew said um, that he, it couldn't really come today. Elaine very kindly brought out a notebook of all the things she'd been thinking about, about resting in God. So between Elaine and I uh, yesterday, um, we've got a few practical things that we've been thinking about, about how we could rest in God. Um, the first one is one that I, I really like, and that's making rest your friend. When you're really, really busy and life is just chaotic, I'm reminded regularly that there are lots of studies that tell you that rest is really critical for your physical and mental and emotional health. And rest matters so much that God made it one of the commandments. We should rest. So there's the introspective question of why don't I? <laughs> why don't we? Why are we not always great at resting? So let's think about why and when and where and with whom. This resting is, is a gift we can easily push aside, but life without rest is unsustainable. Resting refreshes our bodies. It gives us energy we need to honor God and to love others. Learning to practice rest is a spiritual discipline that helps you begin to enjoy God's presence and realign the priorities of life. Sometimes we can feel a bit lazy or guilty for resting, but actually it's a spiritual priority for us. God rested after creation. 
and everything in it. He gave himself a day to look at the goodness of all the work he'd just completed. So I'm going to stop now for a minute or two and you can have a little think and a ponder, a rest in your own mind. When was the last time you slowed down, you unplugged, you relaxed? So we're going to stop, we can close our eyes, take a few deep breaths and think back over the last few days. So maybe we did or maybe we didn't have that time. But when we remember back to the times when we do stop, I, I can feel for myself a memory of actually that's, that's generally makes me feel refreshed afterwards, maybe a bit more focused. And rest is a gift. The Sabbath that God created is a, a time set aside for us to rest. You know, typically, that was one day a week. And, and in the Old Testament, God commanded his people to observe that one day a week when they would rest. And Jesus makes it clear in the New Testament that that Sabbath is more of a gift than a law. It's something for our benefit, something that's positive for us. It's important to God that we rest. That it's not just something that's good for us, it's important to God that we rest. Busyness often makes us feel like we're accomplishing something important. But that feeling can be false. We can often use activity maybe to numb ourselves to things in life we don't want to face. Or perhaps we use it to mask our need for intimacy with God, the giver of every good and perfect gift to us. And so resting in a positive way to think about God and his gifts and his hand at work in our lives is important. It helps us to be intentional, to establish healthy boundaries about the different parts of our lives, around work, around family, around rest, so that nothing becomes a big idol to us and takes over our lives. So the next thing Elaine and I thought about was, is, is there a specific time that we set aside each week when we're not going to be working? If there isn't, what, what would it look like to create that space where there was always a time when you would rest, when you would spend some time thinking about God, thinking about his hand in your life, allowing yourself to rest with God. So that's our next little pause. Have we got that time in our lives when we do make time to be with God each week and rest? And if not, what, what would it look like if you created that space in your life? What would be the positives? Third thing um, thought might be useful to and I thought might be useful to think about was to to find a place where we can focus. Um, and the importance of this, Romans 12, verse 2, don't be conformed to this world, 
but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. God wants to transform us, to allow him to renew our minds. And that renewals an ongoing process. We have to allow ourselves space and time for that to happen. It's an intentional activity where we, we remove ourselves from distractions, from influences that surround us every day, just as Jesus modeled for us in the way that he lived his life. He would have busy times and then the gospels would often say, and Jesus took himself away. You know, this, this was Jesus, a part of his life modeling for us for how to live our lives when they're busy, to physically make a, an intentional decision to do something to renew your mind with God. So it's important to find that someplace quiet where we can realign our hearts and minds to what God is doing. So where do you focus best? Nestled in the corner of the kitchen with a coffee cup, out for a walk or a run, listening to some spiritual music, find somewhere that makes you feel close to God and then make it a habit so that in that space, you, you daily refocus your mind on him. So in, in your quiet space, spend a few minutes to think about things that might be bothering you. And each time you do, think, think of it and, and offer it to Jesus in a prayer. And if it helps, write them down. So have a think about what might be your quiet place. Where might you do that this week? Uh, our fourth um, help um, is, is based on Meditate on Scripture. And, and Becky's um, going to come and read Psalm 91 for us, please. Psalm 91. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of El Shaddai. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely he will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you make the most high your dwelling, even the Lord who is my refuge, then no harm will befall you. No disaster will come near your tent, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread upon the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him for he acknowledges my name. 
He will call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. So part of our resting and resting with God is, is to meditate on scripture. That we know all scriptures inspired by God, that when we read or we listen to God's word, when we actively reflect on what it says, over time, we learn to recognize God's voice. Purposeful time in, in the Bible requires making it a priority to focus on just being with Jesus, with God. So when you read or listen to scripture, give it time, give it space to really let the words, the meaning, the tone, the context wash over you. you know, that these days there are so many Bible apps that, that will play passages of the Bible too, so you, you can sit and listen, if that helps, rather than reading. Some of us aren't great readers, but can listen. So to actively engage in hearing, giving thoughtful attention, Because we know the more time we spend meditating on words, on God's word, the more it's ingrained, the more readily, the more readily those words come to mind to help you. you know? And we, we often find that Elaine, when she's had things happen in life, will have certain verses that always come to mind that we'll talk about. And the same at the dinner time, the, the, the children have already some verses they know and like and rely on. And when life is tough, they're, they're the ones when we talk about difficult times at the tea table. They're the verses they go to that give them a, a steer. And those things do come back to us, even in, in dark times, in perilous times. Those words that we've dwelt on and thought about are deep in our hearts and, and come back to us. So in that time when we've, we've set a time to be with God, spend some of that listening or reading to God's word. Turn off the Turn off the, the calendar, the notifications, the text, the emails. Get out a pen and paper or write a few things down. Take some notes on the things that you, you're looking at. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will save the Lord. He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Those words that, that come to us in good and bad times. And the final thing is beyond just the individual. You know, we've talked about so far just ourselves, taking ourselves into places and thinking about how we can rest and how we can do things and the importance of our kind of habits that we have as individuals. But find people is the fifth thing. Find people, find that, that person, those individuals who you've got those shared interests and attitudes with and goals. Because having that intimacy with God doesn't mean shutting yourself off from other people. In fact, sometimes it means making space for them to be part of that with you. Rest is the perfect time to celebrate life with people that we love, that we admire, that we're friends with. We're not made to do life alone. We're, we're, God created us to be together. 
We need each other. So think about the kind of people you want in your life, people who inspire you to be better, to be more like Jesus. You know, we are directly influenced by the people we spend the most time with. You know, I'm sure those of us that have had, have had kids or, or can remember that time of, of school sometimes see with dread the new friend that's been brought home. <laughs> so now I really don't want them spending time with that person. They're not going to be a good influencer. We know how easily that happens. And we can see how it works the other way, where good influencers bring out the best in us and each other. So people who inspire us to be better. Are the people you've allowed in your life helping you to grow? So the last sort of thing to think about from that is maybe this week there's a task to reach out and invite a friend to get together. Meet in person if we can, or at least connect with a video or a video call if they're away or can't meet in person. Don't have an agenda, just show up and enjoy one another's company. And afterwards, write down anything that God showed you during your time together. So that there's a positive outcome from that, of something that actually, this is something that God has showed us and brought us from this time when we've been together and purposefully trying to rest and think about God.